0: this is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Nudelberg. Here's Josh Cohen.
1: And welcome to another edition of The Confessions of a Serial Salesman the podcast based on the book of the same name, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders, available in hardcover, available in paperback, and of course available as well in audiobook. We've made it all the way to episode 88. All the way to 88. So, Steve, that little blue button right there makes the mic go hot, and now's a great time for you to push it. There you go. Bingo. The, the on button. Bingo. The on button. It's not that complicated. The I on know. button. I we know. got this. Twice in one week, you'd think I'd get it. Yeah, we went 88 was. times through. Um, who is your guest today? And explain how you know this young lady. So, I'm really excited.
0: Uh, the special edition, Friday the 13th. Which is kind of cool. Um, my guest is. A, you're not. You're, hold
1: on. You're not triskaidekaphobic.
0: I am not triskaidekaphobic.
1: Triskaidekaphobic.
0: I don't. Whatever that uh, is. And
1: you're not afraid of 13. You're I not don't. afraid of Friday the 13th. I'm not. Okay. Just checking.
0: So the, the reality is, I met this young woman uh, in Cleveland?
2: Ah, uh, no. Well, we originally oh, we, met here. Yes. I came to see you. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, She is a peer, a colleague, someone who is in the training world. We actually did an event together. We did. Uh, We were on stage together in uh, Cleveland. We've been friends ever since. She's got an event this weekend here in Miami speaking to uh, people who are in the automobile industry.
2: Yeah, all the dealers here out in the Florida area.
1: So uh, Katie Morris. You got it. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Chief Inspiration Officer. That's at me. Katie Mayor's transformational <laughs> training. C I O, Chief Inspiration Officer. Explain that. That's a unique title.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, it's all about inspiring people to move into action, right? And mm-hmm. and so for you know, I'm a founder of two organizations, and instead of being your typical
1: are you Canadian?
2: I am. Can you hear it?
1: I heard very quick. I heard organization. <laughs> there
2: you go. There's is, only few words that you'll actually hear my well, accent. You said
1: about about. So uh, there was an early about, and mm-hmm. then there was organization, mm-hmm. and as we know from the world of Hockey um, organization is a very Canadian way to pronounce it. So you are Canadian. I am
2: Canadian. I picked Canadian. that up just like that. You did. Look at you. Look you, at that as well. He's right?
1: actually the smartest guy in the room by far. I don't all right. know, I don't know <laughs> about that. I don't know about all that. But um, yeah, the, the title, continue, please.
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure all of you and maybe the listeners know of Simon Sinek. Start start with the why. Sure. Uh, and so, my why is to inspire positive, actionable change in every interaction I have. And so, when, you know, in the two organizations I I have co founded, uh, I didn't want to be your typical CEO or COO. I wanted to really get out there and um, and inspire. So I'm your chief inspirational officer. And I mean, I go on stages around the world. And so that is that is what I do.
1: So I was sitting on the couch watching football, as I often do hours at a time. And I was thinking to myself, you know, because you see these terms on social media, uh, inspirational, motivational. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to get into the theme song from the Muppet Show. Celebration on <laughs> <is it>. Muppet <laughs> Show. But uh, for me, inspiration and motivation, to, from my definition, I didn't Google these. I didn't go to Webster. I feel like inspiring people and motivating people are different. Inspiring makes them think mm-hmm. and feel. Motivate makes them actually get up and do. Motivate actually is get your ass up. Insp- I'm inspired to. Not necessarily. To, to, me, Not necessarily. To, me, to me, there's a difference between thinking, you know, oh, I'm inspired, I feel, and motivating, which is like my boy Sean T, who says, that's great. I'm glad you want to work out. Stand up right now and sweat with us. All oh, right. right, so
0: motivation happens in an instant, mm-hmm. usually goes away. Yes. The activation of that really is where inspiration comes in so I'm getting inspired to actually do it. inspiration stays
1: with you the longer
2: well it does and so there was a, a study done by psychologists that actually say by the age of 16 it is almost literally impossible for us to make or break a habit mm-hmm. unless we actually experience an emotional event
0: Wow. and right.
2: inspiration that's an emotional event so Some when attachment you attachment it, exactly right. where you actually see that shift so um, if you want something a little long standing, uh, ins- you got to inspire somebody to actually move.
1: You know, I see all these uh, cute little memes that people uh, share on Instagram, and all these little, you know, wisdom bites, and it's uh, and, and they're and they're saying it, and and you know, don't they, mean it, and, I, and they say it, and they may mean it, but they're not doing anything. And right. people tell me that's how I'm trying. Someone uses a word that is no longer an acceptable word because mm-hmm. it is hurtful to some people, and I'm like, yo, stop saying that. And they say to me, I'm trying. What are you doing to try? Because if you're just waiting or mm-hmm. hoping. Waiting and hoping are not trying, are they?
2: Oh my gosh, no! I mean, for for myself, if um, if you've ever seen any of my show, I have a sh- Facebook show, show called Transformation at the Core, and uh, I've brought you into my. I have a My. Office is a yoga studio, mm-hmm. and so on. One of my mirrors in my yoga studio is an accountability mirror, and I take a lot of my learnings actually from David Goggins, and and I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, Yes, but it is. It's really about you know being accountable to whether or not you are moving into action, and if you're not, cool, just own it.
0: Da- David own was it. a guy that weighed three hundred and twenty-five yeah. pounds. Um, that got kicked out of the never made it through Navy SEAL training and then finally did. And today he runs 100 miles a day. Yes. So, I mean, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It doesn't sound healthy. (laughs) He has zero body fat. He really – so interestingly enough, when you talk about inspiration, he is inspiring lots of others by what he does. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, for me, you know, even in the the roadmap that I'm on now, which I never thought I'd be on – People say, wow, you know, you, you really inspire me. I'm just doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not doing it to inspire you. I'm glad that it inspires you, but you got to get inside of what you connect to. You know, that's the hardest part about like here in West Pond this past week, Tony Robbins was here. Oh, you know, people spent yeah. a fortune to be with him for six days. I would love to speak to people a month from now mm-hmm. and see who's actually really uh. still connected right. to that work because it does not happen at an event. Yeah. Motivation, inspiration, all of that stuff is not an event. It's a lifestyle change.
1: Katie, they always say to me I'm I, I'm working on it. <laughs> but what are you doing yeah. to work on? It? I'm trying.
2: It's true though. It's right. it, it's and it's those everyday actions. So back to my accountability mirror. I have a I have 6 things I want to achieve in my life and then I have the things I on post-its on this mirror and I have all the things I have to do every single day in order to work towards those goals mm-hmm. and it's me I mean the only person that we are have have to answer to in life is ourselves mm-hmm. and if we can't you know kick ourselves in can I say ass? Yeah. So all know, right. So yeah. if we can't, can't kick say
1: our, our All sh- of the Carlin words are <laughs> available on our show. All the Carlin words oh, are available. So
2: if you can't kick your own ass. Although several,
1: tr- several of those words are probably off-brand. Probably. So yeah, there's, yeah. We, there's a few we could use. We, we drop a few shit bombs. Oh, okay, that's, good. That's yeah, right. yeah, I mean. <laughs> kick yourself in the ass. You can yeah, so it. you got
2: to kick yourself in the ass. Nobody's going to do it for you. And you've got to make that, like you said, Steve, it's a lifestyle change. And it's something that you've got to commit to every so single Katie, day.
1: The the old expression, you know, no one can change uh people don't change unless they want to well i know lots of folks that want to they still can't so what are they doing wrong
0: uh they, they they're not doing find, the work
1: they need to find
0: the right yeah. leadership they're not doing that, the work they're, they're, not, they're not doing the work i mean usually that's not. what it comes it's down an to.
2: excuse it's it's pure excuse so, I, I so mean, when
0: you know it's interesting when i met you you were not at this level you've grown your business yes uh, because i what did we speak in cleveland a couple years ago
2: Uh, two is it two two years yeah two plus years yeah
0: but you know she had a roadmap of you had a roadmap of where you wanted to go Mm -hmm. you've taken the actions Mm -hmm. to do that that's inspiring to see what people do Mm -hmm. um but it's very genuine and authentic and that's where people go wrong they follow people that they're not genuinely attracted to or you know connected to Mm -hmm. so whatever your roadmap is it may work for somebody Mm -hmm. equally may not you're not concerned by that no you're not doing it Mm -mm. to attract an audience the audience is attracted to you because of what you're doing that is a very big paradigm shift in what our industry is about Uh, especially like for me i do a lot of sales training There's a lot of sales trainers who have never sold anything. Yeah. It's like, seriously, man, I'm not getting in the car with you. You don't know how to drive. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing it. Yes. And by doing it and by taking your career from working with other people to building your own, well, that's inspiring to people. That's like, wow, look at what she did. Goggins inspires people because he's still doing
2: it yeah well it is and 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 i love how you said it you know it's not i mean i get up every day to as i said inspire that positive actionable change um not just from a professional standpoint like that is my life why uh for my kids for anybody that surrounds me i want to make sure that that person that i interact with is better off for having interacted with me where this come from
1: where this come from
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I have quite a life story, but... Um, Let's
1: get it. Oh, gosh. There's here we go. Ahead. All right.
2: Here we go. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, so both my parents suffered heavily with addiction. And uh, growing up, I pretty much raised my sister and brother. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to constantly find the light because if I did not find that light and turn it on, uh, I would be... Um, my, my world would be dark. And and so I think it started, mm. it started back then. And it started from, you know, a young age. So of, how old are we talking about? Gosh, I mean, I had my first job when I was 11 okay. and uh, my mom, yeah, I got kicked out of the house at 17. Uh, you were
1: raising your siblings at, at in what what age range?
2: Yeah, starting my sister, well, starting it at the age of 11, 12. Okay, yep.
1: so, so it was grow up fast.
2: Oh, yeah, yep. big so time. You were growing up then. Yep. I was, yeah, and so for me, it was, I just had to hang on to anything like positive. I am all about positivity and, and I truly believe that what you put out in the world is what you get back. And, uh, so if there's anybody that wonders why things aren't working out for them, they need to look at themselves first mm-hmm. and they need to be able to have the, you know, the cold, hard, truthful talk with themselves before they start blaming
1: others. So with a family setting like that, cause I w- had to become a grown up at 13. All right. So you know, I knew
0: that story. Mirrored, yeah, I yeah.
1: had to, I had to similar, well, not, not that similar. I'm sorry that your was so difficult, but you, there comes a point at which it's like, okay, now it's time to, to like the role of grown up you got to mm-hmm. pretend you got to mm-hmm. be the head of household you know the choice. man of the house you have no choice in the yeah, matter right yep. it's just keep moving it's, it's Tom Hanks and Castaway keep moving forward yeah keep moving forward find a way figure it out get some coconut water maybe the the porta pot shows up you can make a boat and soon. get out of it right <laughs> and then you can get off the island that's the idea and you can get off the yes. island so your entrepreneurial spirit because that life circumstances would lead you to look for security that psych- psychologically would lead you, you to, look would more tend to an, think that. an older Correct. man that you would marry super young, or a woman that would that you would. T- and then we're, we're, go ahead. <laughs> I
2: totally did that though. I totally did that, and um, I got married super young and Psychology. to somebody to somebody who was older, um, very stable, and uh, and I had kids. So I had twins at the age <laughs> of um, well, they were born at the age of twenty six, uh, but I almost died delivering them. I, wow, it was crazy. I was in a coma for four days after their birth. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then I was crazy enough to have a third, but yeah. So it, uh, it, it, I did, I did that. I went for stability. And, um, and then finally about four years ago, I mean, I've only really been at this for about four years. Yeah. Um, I, wo- I woke up, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like there's so much more out when in the world. You
1: woke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about you saw something, you, you read something, you experienced something. This isn't one of those in the movies where you open your eyes in the morning and you go, my life's different now.
2: No, I, I saw a lot. I started reading more. I opened my mind to the possibilities of more than our, you know, 10 kilometer radius around our house. You know, I opened up my mind to what can I achieve? And I never looked
0: back. Wow. I mean, when I met you, you were part of this journey. Yes. You were just starting. Just starting. You, you were sort of exploring and like, I don't know, but I know this isn't it, mm-hmm. which is part of the epiphany that people have is like. I I know it could be something better than this, and I'm willing to you know well, go if, for it.
2: If you were to ask me five years ago if I would be where I am today, like I'm my book, uh, so I've just authored a book, and it's coming out in uh, end of August, beginning of September. Um, if if you had asked me, am I going to own two companies,
1: five years chase ago. my dreams,
2: yep. be an author of a book,
1: chase your dreams, yeah, not follow.
2: Chase my Not dreams. pursue, but chase. Chase them. See,
1: chase I, them. I, that, that's I tell people all the time. They say, "Well, i, I you know, I'm gonna follow my dreams." I say, you don't follow. No. I said, "Imagine your it's you're work, tra- baby." Imagine. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I say, "Imagine your dreams are your cell phone, and a stray dog just picked it up in his mouth and went running off." Oh, w- would you follow the dog? Or would you go chase that shit down? Wow. Go yeah, chase yeah. it. Go get it, because somebody else is gonna have what you want. So, so
0: here's an interesting you know, sidebar to that is I don't really think people connect with their dreams that easily. They don't know. Yeah. That's why they say follow. I don't know, I guess I'll follow. When you know it, you chase it, you chase it with passion. It's never really work. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, all I have a like of I feel like I work a day
1: in my life. Well, cuz dreams yeah. and goals are different. Yeah. Goals are dreams that come That could come be with the best thing that we've talked right? about in the podcast. Today, Goals oh are dreams gosh. that come with deadlines.
2: But that's what it is. A dream, but a but dreams should always grow. Like it should never, They're like you static. said. It. They're not static. They're and not they change. And, and they like, I don't, yeah, you've got to chase your dreams. You've got to go after them.
1: Chase it. People are like, well, I'm waiting for an opportunity. No, <laughs> no, <waiting. Well>, So <laughs> not It's not Another coming thing. to you. <laughs> Here's the other
0: thing. I, I was at a prayer breakfast yesterday. I got to hear Lou Holt speak. Yep. Which was great.
1: Listen, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> you,
0: know, was, you know,
1: so, but one of the. That's the football. That
0: was actually really good. I do, I do a pretty good. You do coutons, really good. Yeah. So one of the takeaways there that's relevant to this is he came from very 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 poor um, you know beginnings, mm-hmm. and he said he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and uh, you know he was as he was talking through it, he said my silver spoon was what, what my parents taught us, uh-huh. not what they gave us, right, and I, like I got hit by lightning yeah. when he yeah. said that because. Yeah. You will find that most people, and this maybe goes to your emotional event, have had something in their lives Mm -hmm. that was some adversity, that was the first test to overcome that. Yeah. Once they've overcome it, then they go, okay, I could do this.
2: Well, and you the thing know? is, is just whether or not the question then becomes whether or not you're bold enough right. to make the steps that you need and take those actions. Because a lot of the actions you need to take may be ridding, you know, people in your life or to close getting, people, close people yeah. and, and getting rid of certain things that don't fit or suit the ability to chase your dreams. And those are bold bold real actions to take how much of
1: you wanting to make the lives of others better comes from your childhood and that i mean how much of this comes from Mm. i'm gonna go fix for others
2: I mean, all of it. I mean, all of it. It does. I I believe that people are doing the best that they can with the tools that they have. And if they don't know more, they can't be better. So I really want to give people Mm. in the world the tools to be better so they have that opportunity to be more than they ever thought possible. We live in an
1: age of entitlement. Oh, yes. And is there anything more dangerous towards working and achieving goals and growing that dream than entitlement? Can you think of anything that's more dangerous than people expecting things and assuming things?
0: you know it's crazy because when i think about this i didn't set out with the intention to help the world i really didn't i just sort of backed into it i did it and i said wow this feels really good this feels better than anything i've ever done yeah. any paycheck i've ever earned mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you know i'm doing it at scale and people are coming up to me going you changed my life mm-hmm. and i'm doing, no no i didn't change your life mm-hmm. you changed mm-hmm. your life you know like it's come we're coming up on january 1st and a lot of the dialogue I'm having with people is, it'll be the new me. Yeah, there is no new you. that's
2: <laughs> what?
1: Every single day is January first. Right. Okay. Every single day you. Oh open my gosh! Your
2: eyes. Yes, but that's just it. Every day you've got to wake up and you've got to conquer the day. There is, um, there is no wait till next week or in the new year. Like I don't. So I gave up New Year's resolutions uh, last year. So I'm a big yogi.
1: Was that your New Year's resolution? No. To give up New Year's resolutions? No, no, <laughs> no, no. That's a Stephen right joke. That's <laughs> awesome, but no. Your new, your new Year's resolution could have been giving up New Year's it, it resolutions. It could have been. It could have been. It's perfect. And you've kept it. It's
2: perfect. And you've kept it. <laughs> I have. Katie. Oh, I have. Um, but I was on the yoga mat, and uh, and I, I vowed to myself, it was my last yoga session of the year, December 31st, 2018 into 2019. And I said, I am going to... I mean, show up every day. Yeah, day. I'm going to show up every day. And I'm going to show up in the way the world needs me and the way my kids need me and the way I need me. And show, up. I'm just gonna show up. And I'm just going to show up and s- screw the the New Year's resolutions. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Most people don't keep them. I mean, January 1st, probably biggest day for gym signups. And then mm-hmm. February 1st, the biggest day of decline. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, people aren't committed to it. And a lot of this dialogue is how people talk to themselves. What are you willing to give up to get what you want right mm-hmm. and i don't think people are willing to give up anything here's my credit card make it happen yeah. no yeah. no no do no. the work do the work mm-hmm. you know do the work. i mean
1: all the way and, and the most L- successful people i know are the hardest workers and lou Old said the same thing and, and, and i'm not talking about power of you know. winners I mean, I mean i mean in athletics that you know i i am blessed to know some of the greatest of all time personally that ever did what it is they do, and the one common denominator is they just work harder. Mm-hmm. They ju- they literally just they practice work, more. Exactly they right. work harder right. every single day. There's some you know like Serena has tremendous God-given talent, but that ain't nearly enough. She's out there every day mm-hmm. sweating and busting her ass and working as hard now at 38. As she was harder, at sixteen, right?
0: Yeah. Harder, you know. It's I, a lot of the stuff that I talk about in the sales training I do is, you know, there's a lot of really talented, you know, people. Oh, you were a born salesman. You can communicate. Well, that's n- clearly not enough. There are skill sets that are associated with this. Yeah. And so, my, I, you know, I liken it to my boys who look at young talent all the time in football. Mm-hmm. Lots of talented people, bad work ethic, no heart. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want the heart. I want the drive. I want the passion. You can teach skill. You can't teach the other stuff.
2: I mean, I think it's also a yes. Yes, 100% yes. But I think it's also super important if you're setting off on this journey to show yourself grace as well, uh, because you Mm -hmm. are only human. And so yeah, show yourself grace. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. Well, so I mean, every day I wake up and I strive to do everything that I say I'm going to do on that accountability mirror. And maybe I do for three, four or five weeks, but then something happens in life. Uh, my kid gets sick or you know someone in the family has a trouble or I mean who knows my flight was delayed or I shit happens (laughs) right right like life just throws you for a loop Uh, I think it's important to give yourself grace show yourself a little bit of forgiveness for also not showing up one or two days or three days because if you don't you're going to end up hating on yourself you're going to end up you know, really being upset, right? Yeah. And then that's even worse because then you can't get up the next day. You're clouded and you're like, oh, I suck. I didn't do this yesterday. And, you know, why should I even bother? And then you go down this crazy, you know, downward, downward spiral. So I think it's important. As opposed
0: to downward dog. Right. Ah, love it love, ah. it.
2: love it. Love yeah. it. I love it. Uh, but I think right. it's important for anybody that that is <laughs> oh, listening. God. That was good. That was I'm, so
0: good. Better. So yeah, I'm next to a very
1: talented guy who does yeah. this every day, man. No, that's a, that's a very Ken Levic-a, uh type of a pun. <laughs> uh, the penguin. And, and, and what's wrong with that? Right? That's very, very good. <laughs> in, in that dad joke, punny. Pun pun, kind of way. Yes, credit for Dad downward Joe, spiral nice. versus downward dog. Okay, I, 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 I you see. have the visual, don't you? I, of course I do. Of course I do. How how much are people confused by success measuring that as uh, the amount of money in their bank account, mm. or the title they hold, as opposed to just doing what they love, living a life of? Because mm. I'm a wealthy man, right? So I have great wealth. But it's not dollars, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. I do what the bleep I want, what when I want, wanted. where I want. Mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do whatever I want. And if you and watch his Instagram, you'll see he's right. I'm, I'm totally
2: gonna follow you now, I'm, I need, I need to know. Great.
1: Couldn't right. be happier about it. People say, why didn't you go to New York in that chance? Why didn't you go to LA? Why didn't you go to XM? Why didn't you go to Bristol And in- I'm not a, I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. Your life is not defined by your job title, the car you mm-hmm. drive, the home you live in, or what you do. Or what you do. Your your life is defined by how great of a time did you live it in the time you had and what was the positive impact you had on the lives of others. For me that's it.
2: So so two things to that. So one I was just having a conversation with a friend actually uh, like two or three days ago about the fact that Life well, success is different for everybody, it has a different meaning. Uh, but really, life is being able to be free and and being successful, uh, is to have that freedom. So, money, yes, money buys some sort of freedom,
1: buys um, plane tickets,
2: but it buys exactly sure. it, it buys plane tickets, but it, it doesn't really um, fill you up. It, it really, mm-hmm. it, more money, more problems. But on the flip side, uh, um,
1: look at that little uh-huh. big shout out.
2: I didn't even realize I did that, but I'll
1: take that. <laughs>
2: Um, but on the flip side, one of my friends, uh, Laura Langmeier, I don't know if you know who she is. She's the millionaire maker. Uh, she says your bank account also reflects the number of people you help in life. So if you own a business mm-hmm. and your business is successful and you're helping people, you're going to mm. have a larger bank account. Mm. So uh, there's, there's two sides to it. So um, th- I believe and-
0: that Wayne, Wayne Heisinger, you know, based his success on how many millionaires he was able to make. People that worked for Blockbuster and worked for Waste Management, that's how he gauged his success was sure. how many millionaires. So I, I, I buy into so, that. So, I
2: mean, I believe that um, if you focus on how you live your life, the money will come. If you focus on uh, the money itself, then you're going to lose out on your life because you're not focusing on how you're doing it and who you're helping. So I, I think you focus on your how and the what the results will follow. A
1: lot of the people that buy Steve's book or listen to this podcast are like, okay, yeah, yeah. They're not focused on improving as a human. They're not focused on uh, being happier as a person. They're just trying to be more successful and to them, success Mm -hmm. is defined by the job title and the car they drive and the numbers of commas mm-hmm. on the bank account. Mm-hmm. And and people get fooled by that. It, it, that's not what it's about. That's not what it should be about. Your book isn't to help people get more commas. It's supposed to be so that they're better on the journey. They can have the life that they want. They forget that. They lose I, sight of that.
0: I, you know, this has come up a lot. Uh, we did an event yesterday for a company and they had all of the company people attend the event, not just the sales department. And they were so excited to hear relevant information about how to get better, how to handle situations. Everybody's selling themselves at some point to somebody or something. So, you know, I think to your point, the more people get the message that if you take care of your mind, Mm -hmm. your mindset affects so much that all of the content that's available like what Katie's putting out there, and yours has a specific roadmap that I want to talk about, yeah. but like my specific roadmap applies to salespeople who want to get better, want to get more out of it, but it's really general information that anybody can digest. Waking up early, my first rule, you just get more out of life. Successful people do that. In your case, you're speaking specifically to one consumer uh so to speak yeah and the interaction so why don't you tell us about that please
2: yeah so i mean uh, right now i work with all types of organizations and uh there's indis- that canadian there again. there's that canadian again. organization a <laughs> um, whole whole bunch of different industries but right now the vertical i'm focusing on is the automotive industry mm-hmm. and uh there is so much opportunity to um elevate the customer experience it is just insane uh, we are the, the industry is stuck in the dinosaur age and they do things the way they did things when their great-great-grandfather owned the dealership
0: because that's the way we do things. <laughs> that's the way we do things
2: so exactly I'm
1: seeing campaigns now for I don't know it's Carvon or somebody uh-huh. and they're showing a vending machine and uh-huh. then there's another one that that's mass marketing saying you don't even have to come to the dealership buy it online like you would Amazon we're gonna drop it off at your house People apparently now don't enjoy the car buying experience to the point that it's like, skip it all, we'll just bring it to you.
2: You would think that because uh, the social media world is playing it out that way, but it's actually not the truth. Um, a, a lot of folks, what they want to do is they don't want to go through the shopping experience, right. so they do all of their research online. Right. Which is kind of cool for dealers because you know that the moment somebody has chosen to walk through those doors, they're, that's, a, buyer. they're a buyer. Right. right. Um, but here's the thing, the experience... like falls flat every single time. They are still, um, you know, customers still don't feel trust, you know, they don't trust the dealership. Mm -hmm. Um, They haven't adapted to anything outside of their four walls or their industry walls. So they're not looking at uh, the experiences these people are having when they're not doing business with them because our experiences or our expectations are dictated and molded based off of Starbucks, based off of Nordstrom's, based off of Ritz-Carlton, based off of Amazon all high of
0: customer these, touch right exactly experiences.
2: and and dealers, dealers dealerships need to embrace the fact that um, disappointment is expectations not met and and customers are coming in with ex- high expectations if
0: i were to ask any organization um, what that i'm in front of talking i go what what's your vision of a salesperson the first thing that comes to their mind is a used car sales, used ca- yeah. car sales mm-hmm. guy Greasy, it is a very yes. negative Impression mm-hmm. that stems from negative customer experiences. That yeah. didn't happen by accident. Oh, I think I'm gonna be sold. Oh, I got to go talk to my manager. You know, well, know, all of those. You know, it doesn't work anymore. No, like, no especially, well, especially no, well, that's you know.
2: just it. Especially the female consumer. So the right. the book that I've just written is called "She Means Business: um, How to Transform Your Brand Experience to Reach uh, the Female Consumer." And about she's that? She, uh, she is the world's most influential consumer. She controls over $28 trillion of worldwide spending. She is the world's economy. And, and that in, she
0: is Michelle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you know that. I am glad you know that. Um, but she, is, she also has a huge impact in the automotive world. And the automotive world is, um, oh my gosh, again, stuck in the dinosaur age where more than 87%, close to 90% of executives are men there is less than 18 wow. less than 18%. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes.
1: Wow.
2: Crazy, right? Yeah,
1: that doesn't make sense. Um
2: but listen, females actually outbuy men. So we buy and we purchase 65% of all new cars in North America. Buy or influence? No, buy. we purchase. No
1: kidding. Quick question, yes. last question. Single interactions can change a person's perception. Explain that, please.
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, that's that's my whole why, right? Is to inspire that why. change in and, and, and every single interaction. Because I believe that if I can impart just a little nugget of information that can emotionally hit somebody, then they're going to take the next step in their life and think twice. And they're going to maybe possibly change.
1: As Mark Twain said, the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you learn why. Right.
2: Mm, Uh That's awesome. I like that. And the
1: day you discover why. It sounds like you discovered yours about six years ago.
2: Yes. Roughly. There it is. Mm -hmm.
1: Katie Maris, chief inspiration officer, Katie Maris, transformational training. Thank you for your wisdom, insight, and just for being awesome. We need an episode (laughs) like this. And if anybody's (laughs)
0: listening to this, you're speaking on the stage sometime this weekend.
2: Yeah, Saturday morning at the Game Changer Conference. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me,
1: Stevie. Uh, please tell us something good as we wrap up this <laughs> well, 88 Michael Irvin episode. Well,
0: it's kind of cool. We did two this week, so I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm equally excited that it's next Tuesday is the last one for the year. We got a couple of great holiday parties we got great giving going on we're donating time and energy to kids and people that give to get don't have uh, the same resources as as us so i'm embracing the entire holiday season um starting today so i'll see
1: you tonight at the uh, winterfest party i will see you you me and brett michaels yeah you me brett michaels and a couple hundred other people (laughs) for sure for sure indeed uh, we got one more before the year is done. So one more we'll Tuesday, and then, uh, and then we, we put a wrap on it. and uh, You'll have to come back.
0: When we have I would love to. The, we'll have a party when we hit 100. We're putting everybody together in a room.
1: and Consider be
2: me a, there.
0: Done. done. Thanks for coming.
2: Oh, yeah. Indeed. Thanks for having me. For
1: Steve Millerberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time at the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.